0: And I welcome the decision of some members of this council to meet as soon as possible to consider the necessary decision that would condemn the aggression that you launch on my people. There is no purgatory for war criminals. They go straight to hell, Ambassador.
1: What's your cat sauce for, like, uh, for buffalo wings?
2: Oh, I'd say the honey barbecue, because it's, like, a little spicy, but it's, like, a little bit more mild. True. Hey, guys,
3: we gotta talk about Ukraine. Ah oh, fuck. <laughs> Welcome uh, okay. to Mammonberg, everybody, we're talking about
0: Ukraine. <laughs> and I'm eating cereal right now. <laughs> but it's all over and Oh, 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 I got to go to that on the women's But
2: it's Hey everybody, Um, so it's the hosts of Mammonberg coming to you on Saturday, February 26th. We're not going to be doing our uh, traditional intro just because of the uh, weight of current events right now that we're going to be talking about. So we're just going to, you know, play it straight, just introduce ourselves and get on to the topic. Uh, I'm Finch, and I am here with Josiah.
3: Hello, that's me.
2: uh, Jackal. Hi everybody. And Phil.
0: Hey everybody, it's me, Magic Spoon, and I'm eating Phil right now. Phil's sick
3: if you Phil, can't tell. Yeah, Phil Phil's got apparently not COVID, but it seems like COVID, and he's eating cereal on the episode. So the episode uh, where we're gonna <laughs> talk about a war. Yeah, so uh I'm I'm really glad to hear the sound of a uh, clinking silverware in a bowl in the background throughout <laughs> our our heavy conversation here
2: you might you Um. might hear that or my loud family downstairs so
0: (laughs) um i'm almost done guys i'm gonna give you a live readout of how much cereal i've (laughs) consumed
2: he's very sick he's trying to make light of how bad this is
0: well i think that's what
3: all of us to some extent are doing yeah Um, because yeah this has been a crazy few days um and also because of the nature of how we record um, I'm, you know, that's that's why Finch, you know, threw in the date and everything here. You know, we record Saturday mornings and release on Thursdays. The rate that this story is unfolding, everything we say is gonna be out of date. I like just ahead of time, that's just true. Uh mm-hmm. so I'm gonna try it. I think we should try our best when we're talking about it to be like, well, if this happens, then this is what we should do. Like, this is how we feel. If this happens, this is how we feel, because there's so many I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where this goes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think any of us know where this goes.
1: Yeah. Things are in such constant flux at the moment with the, with news that I, because if it, like by the time this episode comes out, things could have changed substantially since then. So we're only going to try to give you like a brief rundown, like a general rundown and some possibilities from what we see yeah. going forward. Also to keep in mind, we're not experts. So no. keep this all with like a great assault. Don't right. trust us. Um, don't um, please don't trust us. Yeah,
2: try <laughs> yeah. and follow Ukrainian sources and actual experts on the yep. military. I believe that War Takes is a very good one. Is a very mm. good that was recommended by friend of the show Sharon K.
1: Yeah, so. I'll I also uh, boost that. That's a great account. Um, that uh, just if you want a if you want like not insane takes on war from the left. Uh, that doesn't come from either frothing at the mouth mouth tankies that would like to see the genocide of the Uyghur people, uh, and also, uh, just would love to suck the dick of Assad. Um, if you don't want that, or if you also don't want, uh, just complete, like, believe the, basically the belief that, that we should all just kind of like, uh, just sit and watch, um, well I'll, and
0: actually jackal just... i don't think any of us are smart enough to have an opinion on the russian ukraine conflict
3: I'm, i think it's one of those
0: things that you can't have an opinion
3: i i had a couple people do that shit to me um on twitter can,
1: can you can you give me their 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 at so i can tell them to fuck off uh yes
2: I, I only um, have I I'm really surprised at how many like so called leftists are also downplaying this, like this guy who I I, I, I uh Screenshotting who goes that go fuck yourself story sucks so bad dying for no reason in a war over nothing other than spheres of influence is incredibly bleak.
1: That is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard. What the that I've heard some awful takes about this, but what the fuck is that even? (laughs) Yeah. um,
2: That that's what that's what uh, you sound like when you have Putin's cock in your mouth. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, so the the
1: context. What 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 that is describing? That's just war. Those that's been war. You're just. what are you talking about? That's you're saying nothing. War. That's what you're saying.
0: War. It, what is it good for? Uh, it's arguably, it's so cringe nothing.
2: that you're uh, showing a defiance over being colonized. Yeah, I'm a leftist, by the way. I'm definitely a leftist.
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> I I definitely have, have felt like I've I've been. Uh, just like rethinking how I approach leftism after watching so many terrible opinions, but but let's zoom out. What what the fuck happened?
1: <laughs> who who <laughs> wants to explain this? Who wants to take the t- take I, the lead and explain this? I have I think, spent
3: my day at an office job reading a lot of Wikipedia pages. And I think <laughs>
2: exactly uh, <laughs> Vladimir Putin, Russian president slash neo czar, has mm-hmm. declared. Well, semi, he hasn't called it, I think, a war. I think he's called it an operation. But yeah, he de facto has,
3: declaration.
2: Yeah. Uh, he has greenlit a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Russia's neighbor. Uh, yeah. They are attacking all of the country, not just, uh, not just the yeah. part of Ukraine that borders, not just Eastern Ukraine, all of it. Yep. They're trying currently trying to take, or they tried last night to take the, Rus- uh, the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv, the Ukrainian's successfully held them off. Uh, they are ne- currently in control of the Chernobyl power plant, which is 60 miles north of Kyiv. I believe it's also, for our European listeners, I believe that is 90 kilometers. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of dead Russian soldiers. 3,000, I believe. Russian casualties, almost 200 Ukrainian casualties, as of reporting on sad- Saturday, February 26th. Uh, so it's a very it's a very bleak situation. Yeah. And they have also threatened to nuke any country that tries to get involved.
3: Yeah. Um. So leading up to it, you know, um, if you hadn't been following the last few weeks, uh, Russia did what it has done uh, quite a few times where it's done these military drills over by the borders um, and kind of amassed an army, um, which makes Ukraine uncomfortable. And for obvious reasons. And so uh, there was kind of some heating tension going up about that. U.S. intelligence said that uh, they were going to invade, um, which, you know, a lot of people on the left, including myself, doubted that information because, um, you know, they said that about, you know, they said stuff about Iraq and they lied and. Um, Of course, the situation continued to heat up by the beginning of, I guess, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the beginning of last week. uh, Russia acknowledged the existence of two separatist republics on the Ukrainian border, um, and then a few days after, in supposedly in defense of the separatist movements, launched this invasion. Um, However, it became pretty clear based off of a speech that he gave, um, and then the actual fact that Kiev started getting bombed, that uh, this is about an imperialist reclaiming of Ukraine uh, reclaiming of what was once part of imperial Russia mm-hmm. so I mean I think that's that's the the quickest version of this stuff we could get without going farther back and talking about Crimea, Crimea or Uramadin or anything but
1: or uh, the uh, history of the of the imperial Russia and its relation with yeah. uh, Ukraine that is, that's a whole other it's, can yeah. of worms that is relevant to this
2: Disclaimer, this is not USSR 2.0. This is Imperial Russia. I, the borders are basically the same. But yes. this is, he is more, Putin is more of a czar than he is a Soviet dictator. Yeah. B- I B-
1: think Finch. that's B- something B-
2: that's B- getting B- lost in translation.
1: But Finch, but Finch, he
0: anti-US though. But he does not wear funny hat.
3: I, I've learned like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This whole situation has definitely been a I I think I think the way people talk about Ukraine on the left is a good Rorschach test for their like political Ukraine is a Rorschach test that you learn a lot about somebody based off how they see it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of that is because, you know, the USSR mistreated uh, Ukraine. And I think we are all of this position uh pretty yeah. pretty strongly here that yes, you know, like Ukraine has been mistreated by, you know, the USSR throughout it, you know, was mistreated by the USSR throughout its history. It goes back to imperial uh mistreatment of Ukrainians, but a lot of people because of their need to defend the USSR have continued to take on a position of just, you know, disliking Ukraine. And, you know, to the, the the thing that I, I think really shows this this whole Ben like this whole um Rorschach side of it is because um Ukraine has issues in the same way a lot of countries have issues. Ukraine like does have a uh neo Nazi paramilitary problem in the same way Russia has a neo Nazi paramilitary problem. You know, and what's is a,
0: with all these neo Nazis in the like in the Slavic milita- military what are you talking
3: about? <laughs> You know, Ukraine has an issue with Western investors interfering in their politics in the same way that Western Western investors are tied up in Russian politics. But if you have interpreted your entire understanding of history as a West versus not West, then you're not going to be able to look at this as the, the reality is, is this is. Still a product of global capitalism and siding with Russia makes you a fucking moron. And that's what I've been sitting on for the last couple days. It's I've been right. losing my mind. Anyway, I, I'll let you guys talk, but that's that's all shit I've been meaning to say.
2: <laughs> never never thought I'd die fighting side by side with Maoists. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we're we're on the Sino side of the Sino yeah. side. No, 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 no. We're no, not. Oh no no. No, the, the very, no, no, no. The Maoists no, 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 are very, the Maoists are
2: very mad about this. They're like, no. Putin. I'm like, wow, you guys are. I don't right. know about yeah, you. No, yeah, yeah. all right. Let's yeah. Go. yeah, let's it's, go. It's kind
1: of like how how in, in Rojava you have like uh like Maoists there. It's like you guys know <laughs> that they're not Maoists, right? Yeah, we know. Yeah. We just hate. We just hate these guys more. <laughs> okay,
0: so guys. I'm not going Mao. I'm going full, yeah. full, uh dangism right now. Yeah, that's, that's, this is
2: yeah. an, an unlikely alliance between yeah. between the Christian socialists, between the Maoists, between the anarchists, between the the Taliban, between the Pope, <laughs> between Miley that Cyrus.
1: The, that was the wildest one to come out was that the Taliban opposing the image.
0: <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, guys, it's
0: awfully not cool of you to do these yeah. things. I, I know ah. we
2: blow up buildings, but this is fucked up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ugh.
1: Listen, I-, I know hilarious. we, like,
2: yeah.
0: we do all sorts of, like, crazy shit, but this is this is a step too far, fellas. Yeah.
1: yeah. I- fellas, I we would, gotta, uh... you gotta
2: talk this out.
1: <laughs> I-, I would, if, uh... I have, I have a brief story I want to relate to you guys, which is actually to, to tie into a point of, uh, actually, you know, before we do that, I guess we should just kind of get some, some points that we want to get across first. Uh, so something I guess to, to say about this from my end is I think that left, uh, like international solidarity on the, on the left in the U S and I probably could say the Western left broadly, uh, for a lot of people especially sort of like your more traditional uh like marxist leninists um, mm-hmm. or people who fall under that that sort of frame and even mm-hmm. a lot of democratic socialists like a lot of those people i think it's dead i think what this comes yeah. from is that ostensibly their their anti-war um uh, uh stance and their left-wing stance is "fuck you daddy basically yeah. to their own country that's what it comes down to. It is not any form of like actual solidarity with the international working class. It's not about any of that. It's about that. You're upset that your, your daddy country uh, did a boo boo because Hey guys, fun fact, nation states do that. Uh, No matter the nation state that you pick, it's going to be bad. So, but, but, but you'll get to that eventually. You'll get to that. Eventually. (laughs) International solidarity for these people means nothing. It's just about It's just about that. They, they want to get one under their country, um, Mm. because they're mad at it because their country did a boo boo, because that's what nation states do. Mm. They don't actually Mm. care about, about the people of Ukraine. They don't care about international solidarity because that's dead to them. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of disheartening, but I mean, I expected it because I also, you saw this, I think that a lot of this could, can be seen with how, how they treated the war in Syria and Russia's Mm. involvement there. Um, and the, just this unquestioning, uh, um, unquestioning acceptance of, of Russian talking points and deliberately ignore uh, Russian talking points and, uh, mm. uh, Syrian Assadist talking points while ignoring like a lot of people who are there and who left saying, Hey, no, it's actually this.
3: Yeah. Right. I, I think, yeah, I, I think to me, this this entire event has shown a really, really uh, a inability of a lot of people on the left to think through internationalism, Jackal. I think you're 100% yeah. right. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I definitely have felt really disenchanted with certain uh, parts of the left right now, because I, I don't feel like... I, I, so I, I kind of have a working theory that a lot of the uh, Leninists and type like that have really, for a long time, seen the world in the spheres of, like, you know, the the Iron Curtain, right? Right. They, they grew. They had that tradition of, you know, critical support for uh, Russian, whatever Russia's doing, because they are the example of communism in the world. But after the fall of the Soviet Union, that isn't coherent even from a leftist position anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so as and so right now though they're stuck in i feel like habits from that as like and this is rare for me to say by the way the most reasonable people on my feed have been anarchists and social democrats um which which that is not jackal we're gonna we're gonna disagree on that i know but usually i don't find those to be the most reasonable people on my feed and so i'm like kind of like what the fuck is happening right now and and i think it's just there is a Really bad problem with it. certain types of like Leninists and uh, more authoritarian leftists in knowing how the fuck to deal with. um There yes. is such thing as more than one evil imperial power in the world. U.S. and NATO is an evil imperial power, and yes. so is Russia,
2: okay, and yeah, so you is have, China. Yeah, you don't have to like NATO. NATO is letting at least two genocides currently happen. We yes. know yeah. this. Right? If
1: we're actively okay. participating in one with Yemen.
2: Yes. Right. Oh
0: boy! Absolutely.
2: And letting uh, the Azerbaijani kill Armenians and just take over their land. Exactly. Yeah. We, yeah. So. And they're you also don't just to...
1: letting Turkey fucking do whatever they want in, in in Syria.
2: Right. So you don't have to like you don't have to like NATO. Mm. You don't have to, but you don't have to sip. Stop saying that this is an American psyop to like for like <laughs> oh, America gosh. to put oh, missiles in Poland. Stop. <sighs> <sighs>
1: i i wanna this is something which i was talking with sharon about was uh there's a i think that there's a the us is not the protagonist of the geopolitics anime we're not yeah we're not there's we're not the protagonist we're not the this is not a harem anime we're not all trying to to get with the 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 different country girls or whatever the fuck. (laughs) that's not what's happening that's, this yeah. is not a harem anime. This is not a. This is not uh, any other kind of fucking show where the U.S. is the protagonist of the world. The world is just our puppets. Suffice it with what you, despite what you may think, the world has like a history to it. Things have been happening way before <laughs> the U.S. has been a factor into this. There has been issues with with f- f- these issues which are still going on in the world and then occasionally explode into war fun fact there's usually been shit that's been building up to that for a long time that the u.s really hasn't been a factor in or in other cases has never been a factor in because yeah. it happened before the country existed because i must remind you this country is only about like eh, give or take like us 200 something years old right
3: uh you you, you mean uh, russia
2: uh new uh yeah quick news or, update. Uh, yeah from america
1: the... yeah yeah Sorry, go yeah, for... yeah
2: yeah no quick news update from the Kiev independence all rail links to Russia have been destroyed as of set- Saturday, February 26 at 11:50 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Germany has allowed supplying of weapons to Ukraine in a major turnaround. The country has authorized the Netherlands to send Ukraine 400 rocket-propelled <sighs> grenade launchers produced in Germany.
1: Yeah. this is not going well for Russia. This
0: like, is holy not. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: the Kremlin site has been hacked at least twice. It is yep. currently down. Uh, the Russian Russian TV channels have be- also been hacked to play the Ukrainian national anthem. It's <laughs> It's uh, very... Uh, they tried a very heavy assault, I believe, with missiles on Kiev last night. The Ukrainians repelled them, though. Yeah. Um, it seems... There was a take, and I don't know... Because I don't know that much about Russian-Soviet military history, outside mm-hmm. of the Red Ar- Army cavalry in in the 40s. Um, but there was a take that I found very interesting is that it seems that Russia is trying to fight a 1970 style war against a 2000s enemy
3: yeah th- this is not how you do warring. that's what's, no. that's why it's so jarring to all of us I think as like when the invasion happened um there was like I just felt stunned for two reasons one is because U.S intelligence was correct uh which like what the fuck? uh <laughs> but um the other was, yeah, you don't do this kind of land invasion anymore. You know, like, no. this is not how you do this. Um, Like, especially in Europe. Because, like, this is uh, this is Iraqi freedom is maybe the closest example in modern history. Right. Um, but again, that was, like, a very different situation. And that was also a disaster. Uh, it yeah. went so well. What, what do was, you <laughs> mean,
1: Josiah? It went so well. There were no problems.
3: Yeah, what... Again, like like they've been saying, is like yeah, you might have an easy time taking it over. It's going to be maintaining that that occupation, which is what happened with Iraq. Yeah, we swept the country, you know, swept the country quick enough, but it, you can't just you know keep control that easily. But the funny thing is, Russia's not even really sweeping. It doesn't look like. Yeah. Uh,
2: yes, actually,
1: I I, 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 this this takes me nicely in, into into the story I want to tell all of you. All
2: right, I, I yeah, I mean. And I'll, I'll let you get to that, Jackal, but I think a big example of this is what, uh, I believe it's the Ukrainian Defense Ministry tweeted a video a little earlier today, and uh, trigger warning, this is a, a not-safe-for-work uh, video, uh, but it was a convoy of Russian tanks that were uh, rolling in, I think, near Kiev, and they had all been taken out by Ukrainian missiles. There were just charred bodies on the streets. Really gory sight, but it just seems like that very much... And I, and I, I, you know, I don't think that a lot of these soldiers have a lot of experience on the Russian front. You know, these are these are young conscripts who are not told anything.
3: Jack, you should tell your story, and then I yeah. think we should acknowledge the anti-war protests going on everywhere
2: right now. Yeah, too. absolutely. Because that's been yeah, a great yeah I actually, love um, before
1: style. before we do that, we probably should uh, should just sign like a about yeah, acknowledge the anti-war protests going on in Russia, yeah. which is also I think at the moment illegal. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that oh, is very true. Inter- yeah, that is true. International solidarity, right there.
3: Yeah, I I really have had a sense of like when when you see people like screaming at the Russian ambassador in in Dublin, uh, when you see like it's it's everywhere right now. It feels
2: Dublin, like. New York, um, yep. I believe Britain, Germany, uh, Berlin. I mean, yeah, uh, and in Moscow.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, Saint Petersburg. Uh, had big ones uh georgia has not georgia the u.s georgia uh the country. the country in the country yes is uh they 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 had pretty big protests um, um
2: pope francis uh, has personally tried to appeal to uh the russian embassy in vatican city trying Belarus. to get them to stop so yeah. um a the, lot of places yeah.
3: I, I yeah, I just think I think a lot of the US left is struggling to deal with how do you do the anti-war movement when it's not your country doing the war?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it, it's international solidarity. You know, on, on the other hand, like yeah, like we we should protest if if they start to escalate, if NATO starts to escalate things. Um but as it currently stands that's not what's happening. Yeah. Um and so yeah, we we definitely stand with the Ukrainian.
2: Well, I think right yeah. Now. I think Putin saying that he's going to fire missiles at any country that tries to intervene has both spooked NATO and the U yeah, S so I think it's really spooked is, them.
1: This is still something that people need to keep in mind. NATO does not want to actually go to war because that means that, well, shit, this is it.
3: I mean, that's world war three. Yeah. It wants and no NATO- one
1: wants to be, no one wants to be the one to, I guess, <laughs> fucking Putin might, but like, do you really think that Biden is going to want to fucking be the president that starts World War III? Really, no.
2: yeah. especially no. when he just ended the Afghan War. So. Yeah. Actually, like, this actually, Jackal, I want to
0: start World War III.
2: Don't even, don't no. even call that into existence, Phil.
0: No, uh, stop it, Phil. Phil He's going to accidentally I'm, do I'm,
1: it. I'm, I'm, Phil, please don't. I'm going to beg you not to do <laughs> please
0: that. Don't. Please don't. Please. I am too World sick to care right now. No, no, no,
2: no. Phil. <laughs>
3: No, please no, don't no. do World War Three, Phil. Um, D- please um, don't do
0: update World update War Update as th- of yeah.
2: 45 minutes ago, because I'm showing how fast things are changing. Uh, wow. This was posted 11.07 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Russia says it will launch offensive on all fronts in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Igor Kon- God, I'm gonna fuck this up. Konashenkov. Konashenkov. A spokesman for the Russia's Defense Ministry said that the mm. order to start offensive followed Ukraine. The the order to start the offensive followed Ukraine's alleged refusal to engage in peace talks, which the Ukrainian Uf- authorities have denied. I don't think
1: um, they have. Yeah. Uh, r- uh, update also uh, again to show how fucking everything's moving so fast. Uh, from the Kiev uh, Independent, uh, Russian forces fire at a bus, kill five and injure six in. Uh, uh, in the Kharkiv Oblast. All Holy victims were shit. residents of the Tortesk, a city near the front line in the Donetsk Oblast, according to uh, Pavlo uh, Kurlenko, the head of the Donetsk Regional Administration.
2: Holy shit! That's a literal war crime!
1: Yeah. Well. I would also say if you if, if anyone is aware of Russia's activities in Syria, this is pretty par for the course. This for. is very par for the course. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do understand. There are a lot of people like uh, from uh, a lot of people from from the Middle East from West Asia that are legitimately kind of that. Hey, this shit has been happening to us for yes. so long. And we've been trying to tell you that is guys. Valid
3: it's it's tricky because i think that's a valid point and then i also feel like there are people using it in this weird whataboutism way
1: yeah mm-hmm. i think that that, it, that yeah. the people that are just because i saw one take which was uh that we believe like we're not upset that like up uh, with ukrainian refugees of course not we're upset that you people are clearly showing your racism about this yeah. with oh absolutely. Uh, like that that's there isn't i think that there is legitimate extremely legitimate especially for people who are either a part of the diaspora or in those countries that are mm-hmm. u- upset with how seeing one how quickly uh europe has opened up its borders to to refugees which l- let's just say off the bat that should just be the case in general or you know maybe we should just we should have fucking had borders but yeah they're neither yeah. here nor there uh yeah versus um, how so the reaction with you know with yeah. Syrian refugees.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, um, Jackal, I think this is a good time for you to tell your story, and then I think we should acknowledge like the actual soldiers with boots on the ground right now. So go for it.
1: Sure. Yeah. We we should probably do that first because the story may, may come up in bad taste in, in in relation to if we do if we do okay. the story first and then and then the boots yeah. on the ground.
2: All right. Um both Ukraine and Russia are conscripting men to fight. I know that there are some women also fighting in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that there is a mandatory conscript between of uh, men ages uh, 16 to 60, if that's like that, that yeah. correct. And they're basically just being pulled out of convoys and being sent to fight. Um, yeah. Josiah, you had a pretty good point, which I think you're right about, because I, I, I sent you guys a video of that, hmm. that Russian POW, and he really just doesn't s- seem to know what's going on, because he's just like, we we're, we were told we were doing military exercises, and we ended up here. Yeah. Um you said something like in in Russia these are kind of like gang kids that get um conscripted yeah. basically. Yeah. And this this kid is pretty young I think. He's about I'd say in his uh, in his 20s. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I I think this is this is part of the reason we're seeing these these anti-war protests in Russia. I I really do think I really think that well I'm hesitant. I, I don't want to say Putin fucked up. Because although that's my impulse, I don't know if he has some... I don't know what he's planning after this. Like, I, I don't know what it is. But this definitely is like a hell of a way for him to end his career. Because this is a bit... You know, he's getting old. This is near the end of his his time. And yeah, it it the Russian people are turning on him at this point. And part of this is because, yeah, he's just fucking picking up kids, not telling them where they're going, and then dumping them in Ukraine. Um... And yeah, I mean, I I don't know what I feel about the Ukrainians uh, conscripting their own kids. Um, it's really sad. I also understand that they're trying to keep their country. Um, I don't know, man. This this whole thing has been so fucking sad. I don't. Know.
1: <laughs> it's not. I, I'll say it's not good. It's not good that that.
2: Uh, y- Ukrainians being forced to fight against. Putin's conscript slaves, basically. That,
1: it's, Terrible. It's, not, yeah. it's a, it's a bad
0: dichotomy. I really... Just I know saying. I've been quiet this episode because I've been quite sick, uh, but I'm also sick of this shit. Am I right, fellas? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you I mean, Phil. like,
2: just like thank the videos you, of the... Yeah, thank you, Phil. The videos of the dead, blackened, you know, like, crispy Russian, I, that's yeah, a bad Yeah, I, bad I saw
1: that too, and yeah. it was, uh, it's its its jarring to see that. Uh, yeah,
2: and then, like, the Russian soldier in the snow, but now I just, like, I can't help wondering, well, how much did these guys know about what they were doing? Uh,
1: it, it, honestly, Me- it kind of seems that they probably knew nothing, and there probably were people who were in the government that also didn't know anything, because it seemed that they were completely blindsided by this.
2: Yeah. Um, I did see, I don't know if I can find the tweet right now, but apparently somebody was saying they knew somebody who was a Russian conscript, and like two days ago they took his phone, and nobody knows where he is. Hmm. So.
1: It it wouldn't (sighs) surprise me if that was the case. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, this is, if I remember correctly, don't take my my word for this. Go actually read about like the Soviet Afghan war. But I believe that some, there was a similar case with like young inexperienced soldiers just ca- kind of being like pushed into into like a uh, a meat grinder. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is oh this is bad. I just found a Medusa article. I forget. I don't know. Like I you know take this with a grain of salt because I don't know. I, I believe that this is a uh, this is a, a Russian article. The real Russia Today. It's called. So take yeah. all of this with a grain of salt because the last few days have taught us anything. We cannot t- um, trust anything that Russian media says. But yeah. this is what they said. Maria, whose son is currently in his seven month of, seventh month of m- mandatory military service, told Medusa sh- that she last s- heard from her son two days ago on February 22nd. He had been mm. transferred to a military base about 100 miles from Kharkiv, uh, though still on Russian territory. Back in early February, he and some other conscripts had been sent to Luhankz. Luhansk, Luhansk, I think, Luhansk.
1: I think it's Luhansk. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, before being sent back to Kursk in Russia, from there he was sent back towards Kharkiv, uh, and that was the last thing Maria heard from him. My son mm-hmm. told me he couldn't say anything; everything was bugged, and they were taking people's phones away. All right, so that corroborates the other story. As for himself, he said everything's fine, but what does "fine" mean when you're not allowed to say anything? How can everything be fine in a war? I, I I've been crying, not eating, just sitting here there numbly, numb. Just sitting there numbly and watching TV. I don't understand how the conscripts could be sent to war, said Maria. I can't wait anymore. I feel feel terrible. We have group chats mm-hmm. just for the mothers of boys who are serving. And last week, one mother wrote, where are they sending conscripts? The next day, her son got punished by his commanding officer. How? Did they go into our chat and read it? Everything's hush-hush, you can't say anything. That's very bleak. And of course, um, this, is, this yeah. is not to, you know... I know we, we've sort of been talking more about the Russians rather than the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians are also really suffering here with their conscriptions.
3: Yeah. I I think, I think one thing I want to make sure is said before this, before we wrap up, um, in a bit here, um, is that I, I think if you're going to put any sort of energy into this, aside from just doom scrolling, um, I think it, it would be contact legislators, um, if you can, your your congresspeople, whatever, and demand that we take in Ukrainian refugees. Yes. Um, that's that's going to be probably the the biggest thing. This is a thing I, I don't want to say because I don't know how the situation will change by Thursday. So take me with a massive grain of salt if you're listening on Thursday. And I'm wrong. I'm ready to have shit on my face. I don't think we're going to war. I don't think the U.S. is going to put Troops on the ground, and so because of that, I don't think that the anti-war movement um should be channeling its its energy into you know NATO, keep your hands off Ukraine, shit. It needs to be channeling its energy into refugees right now. We need right refugees now. coming in. um That being said, if I'm wrong, I will take the I would take the L there. Uh, could totally. We're all going to take
2: the L if we all go to, if we go to war.
3: Yeah, um, I that's, very that's your,
2: Europe is not going to exist.
3: Almost, I have been wrong very, very consistently throughout this entire event. Everything has gone completely off like script to me. So that's, I, yeah.
2: Refugees, call your senators, call your state representative.
3: And yeah, and we will, we will rediscuss it if we go to war about what, what the stance, what our stance is on, on that. Um, but yeah. Right now, that doesn't seem like that's about. I to don't
2: happen. think that's a that's a possibility. As I said, I think that the threat of nukes is really spooking them.
3: I I might edit this episode as soon as I can and release it early, just so that we don't end up yeah. with too much shit in our face.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. I think that's yeah. a good idea.
1: Probably. Um, uh, I two things for me that fucking story I have to be to get to.
2: Yes. Right. What? Yeah. One uh, more thing. Tell us oh, the sorry, story. One more I will oh, get. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing, I'm just saying, I think that like the best strategy that the US could do, which is what Germany's right, do- right now doing, is Lend-Lease, which is arming mm-hmm. the Ukrainians, but not putting any... And that's what we did with the Russians in World War II, mm-hmm. when they were really hurting. I think that is the best thing, Lend-Lease right now is the best thing that they can do to actually aid combat.
1: And probably All also right. stop buying Russian oil.
2: Yes, yeah. stop buying Russian oil.
3: Yeah. Global capitalists are playing both sides of this. Um, we, that, I feel like that's, that's been missing from.
1: The I, I want to even before I'm going to derail. Even do my own fucking story here. Okay, so part <laughs> I think that people need to need to fucking acknowledge the fact that uh, that before the, the 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 overthrow of the previous Ukrainian government, which was uh, backed by Putin, um, the, the the dictator of Ukraine. I forget his name. It's not important. Um, do you know who was representing him for uh, and his business interests in the US? Who's that? Paul fucking Manafort.
2: Oh my god.
3: Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah.
2: So it, it, I think is, that yeah.
1: there's a, like, for people that seem to think that this is kind of like some kind of left vanguard thing, despite the fact that, one, before Putin did his denazification speech, he did his decommunization speech. So I think that, you know, slow your fucking roll, you goddamn idiots. Yeah, Yeah. I I think that people need to need to understand that global capitalism is absolutely in play here on Russia's end. Uh, And if you the I think the key thing to keep in mind here, this maybe could serve as a nice segue with the with with my story is that uh, Russia has uh, put their supply lines extremely thin with this invasion. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're stretched what would appear to be their limit. Uh, they had issues even, uh, with, I think it was Chechnya back, uh, with their war with them and, uh, Ukraine is significantly larger than Chechnya. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, their supply lands are really, really stretched at the moment and hurting where the money is, is going to hurt the invasion even more.
2: And just uh...
1: segues nicely into, into the story. Uh, right, which I wanted, to, I, I, I wanted to relate to everybody. Go for
2: it, it Mr. It, it, Je- Jester. I'm sorry, Mr. It, Jester's your father, but...
1: That is why my father is Mr. Jester. He's the one that, that said that, uh, that if you think about it, every college is actually a black college, but if you think about the <laughs> <girlfriend>. Delta
2: Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, baby, yeah, he's right. All right, go for it, Jackal.
1: The, the, he, also, one quickly, he did say that, uh, there's no, uh, all black people have white names because what black person would, uh, would want to choose white, uh, the, uh, willingly choose the white last names that white people have.
2: <laughs> I mean, you uh, have a f- fancy name.
1: I, I do, but it's also definitely not by choice that that yeah. happened. <laughs> uh, it's true. So the story, this sort of sprang about in my head from, from seeing some, uh, some, discussions from many uh war uh conflict journalists and people who pay attention to to conflict in general about fucking insane russia's tactics seem to be with this this whole invasion it seems to be that they have not thought this out very well at all because they have lost two troop transports uh a ton of soldiers who god knows how many tanks there are official numbers uh on this for how accurate they are i don't know but if they're close to accurate then this has been a tremendous like failure on the part of the russian army uh so that this is a this has reminded me of a, a of a thing that happened to me when i was playing a a 4x strategy game called humankind and i would like to relate the story to you
2: okay okay
1: so I was playing, uh, this, this particular nation, humankind works as a basically like you go through different eras and you get, you get different, uh, different sort of cultures sort of glom onto each other. They syncretize. So like, you'll start off with, like maybe the Egyptians, then you'll choose the Greeks. And then like, you, you choose like the Teutonic Knights through like the ancient, um, the ancient classical and medieval periods respectively. It's really cool. Uh, you should go play the game, yes. uh, but. Uh, during this period, I believe I was playing as the Teutonic Knights. Um, at this point, point. Uh, and I basically had a significant stranglehold on on my continent. It was uh, I, I there was no one else on it, so basically the whole thing was various cities and city states under my control uh, or influence. Uh, And the particular religion that I had chosen, you can customize it and through my my, uh, ethics, I had become a pretty uh, aggressive, uh, not particularly inclusive religion. Um, And when you do that, you're allowed to form crusades. And uh, that allows a costus belli for people that you will invade that they don't follow your religion. So you can go fight them. And nice. so I had a, I had a neighbor that, uh, I didn't particularly like, they didn't like me, they didn't want to trade with me. They had stuff I wanted. Um, I wanted their, the access to, to some of their, their ports. Cause, uh, I, I wanted to increase my trade influence and, you know, spread the religion further, uh, and they, they wouldn't trade with me. They didn't like me and they didn't follow my religion. And also they did the biggest, uh, disrespect to me. They went to a part of my continent that I did not uh, found a city, but I was planning to at some point later and they founded a city. And so I took that as a, uh, as, as that, my justification to go to war with them. So I said, Hey, you don't follow my religion and you're not letting the people in your area follow my religion. So I'm going to go to war with you. Um, and I made several mistakes during this, which later on would put a huge fucking egg on my face. So for one, I didn't have a city close to there with a port for me to build ships to transport them there. So I had ships all, from my capital all the way to the north, uh, use my trip, uh, my ship transports to actually get them there, which made the war last longer. And I was basically getting soldiers from all of my cities that I could, and also hiring mercenaries from the city states I had under my influence to just get as many people as I can to cross the ocean to, to get to this other continent. Keep in mind at this point, uh, you can't actually, uh, because if you're not near coastal water, your ships will take damage, uh, because it's in, you know, deep water. So I had the ships that just got fucking lost, uh, on their way to this invasion. And, you know, eventually to make a long story short, I did eventually, uh, I didn't conquer them, but I did succeed in taking, I think three cities from them. They, their, their war support was down. Uh, I won. The issue that came about was uh, I lost a ton of money during this war because their allies were not happy with me and I wasn't able to trade with them. And uh, my supply lines were stretched, my population centers were uh, severely low, so I had less manpower to produce things because I got them to go fight my war for me. And I now had to deal with these uh, areas that I was occupying where the populace didn't really like me. Uh, So I was dealing with heavy unrest from those cities, and then, would you fucking know it, they went to war with me again. And I lost. Badly.
2: Uh, This seems very much like uh, what's going on
1: so what i'm saying is i think that i should i should be uh i should be a russian general at the moment <laughs> I, I think i think that i i
2: think I, you, b- <laughs> you I captured I think more cities than they did yeah
1: i did i did capture more cities than they did though i the war technically lasted i think in game the war was like a year it felt longer but i i i can i can get this war r- i can't guarantee if we can actually occupy it because occupation is hard
3: yeah man Ugh, fuck!
1: Also, they've they've just been sending like paratroop, uh, like paratroopers. That have just been getting slaughtered for I don't know why. Like Russia just keeps launching them.
3: I don't I don't know, man. I, I don't like, know where I, this I, goes. You
1: know? I don't get where because it just like it's a complete waste of military personnel and resources at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, God.
2: Um, morale seems very low in the Russian army, as I just uh, showed mm-hmm. you. I just sent a video of a Russian soldier crying because there are a yeah. bunch of Ukrainians bullying him. Yeah, I believe he's captured, so they're saying he's not welcome. Um, There's,
1: I that's, I mean, it, probably for him, he had no fucking idea how he got into this. But from the Ukrainian yeah. side, you can understand why they're gonna shit talk oh, him. Oh sure. Oh
2: yeah, no, absolutely. Like you understand, I, I I feel empathy for both sides here. I really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I don't feel empathy for Putin, but I do feel bad for these kids that for he's just... For the Russian just,
3: people. Yeah.
2: yeah, for the Russian people, who obviously don't want this war. Um, yeah,
3: well, and I think it is important, like, what we've been doing here, to emphasize the difference between the Russian people and the Russian government. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if we do end up in a war, God, God, I, I hope not, um, you know, the more you demonize the Russian people, the more, like, war crimes will be justified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, yeah. So I I think it's important to see this as a war of 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 people who don't want to be fighting it, um, who are getting dragged into it by a megalomaniac and his oligarchs. Mm. You know, I. But yeah, yeah. This is uh This is what's unfolding right now.
2: Uh, President Joe Biden is seriously weighing on whether to remove Russia from Swift, which, as you guys probably know, is how a bunch of these guys transfer yeah. their money. Yeah. I, I was gonna
3: yeah sorry go ahead.
2: president biden pull the plug do it yeah honestly well, do yeah, it this is
3: this is where the whole western like the whole you know western investors global capitalism being on both sides of this is important is like i i understand why a lot of leftists are really anti-sanctions you know because when we're talking about like ukraine or not um you know, like iran the sanctions on iran were devastating awful whatever um and and yeah if we were like you know doing some sort of uh food you know like like restricting food access to russia or something like that i i wouldn't support sanctions but i think a lot of these financial sector sanctions mm-hmm. on russia is i think they're good i think it's it's a really bloodless way to be fighting this war because yeah. again you put nato troops on the ground we're in world war 3 but like but uh what i was going to say is because There are Western investors on both sides of it. There are global capitalists on both sides of it. I think that capitalists would rather a war than sanctions. I think actually supporting sanctions in this case is probably good. And you could see this because the the Italian prime minister had to carve out of the EU sanctions um, an exception for luxury goods um, with Russia. Goddamn decadent Italians. Yeah, decadent bullshit. And like... (sighs) You know, like that—that's—that's that's what I—I'm seeing is I—I I think that what if you want to fuck capitalism up, I—I I think the sanctions right now is probably a better approach because, like, you know, again, there's there's fucking Russian money tied in with like the housing market in the U.S. There's like, yep. you know, it's p- point is, I think sanctions is actually a good approach to this, and I think that the Western media is going to like if if investors are are. You know, like, manufacturing consent or whatever in the media for war. It, if the anti-war kind of folks are really correct about that, um, mm-hmm. and they might be, it isn't just because, oh, we're going to make a bunch of money from a war, and oh, they love war. It's because they don't want to do sanctions. That's that's kind of a stance I think I'm coming to. I might be super wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like we caveated at the beginning of this, we're not experts. But that's, that's what I've been thinking about. Um, because Finch has 10 minutes... Do we want to do a quick uh fire round of a couple other news stories that aren't ukraine relevant that we just should acknowledge um Um, yeah let's just go through it yeah uh so today of course is the uh what anniversary of the of trayvon martin's death uh the 10 year 10 year anniversary of trayvon martin's death um jackie you said we should mention that before the episode's over
1: yeah. Uh, because I, well, this is, yeah, all this is been about Ukraine and we don't have time to, but I think that it's the death of Trayvon Martin, um, was a tragedy. George Zimmerman is a monster of a human being and will, uh, and has just uh, since, since, uh, what happened, he's just gone on to become, to, to show how much of a despicable human being he actually is. Uh, and uh the death of trevor martin uh was kind of a for a lot of i think a lot of black kids it was something that uh was i know that for me it was the where where i got the talk about you have to be careful about uh how how you dress and how you act because their people who will just view you with suspicion don't wear a hoodie at this particular time of night mm-hmm. don't do this don't do that uh so i, I it's it was this, what happened was the tragedy. Trevor Martin should be alive with his family, um, and not, mm-hmm. and not gone. And yeah, yeah, yeah. no, there's, uh, we th- th- probably at some later point, we'll actually do, a uh, something more about it, but yeah. I, I feel that this, this new story shouldn't go unmentioned, even though there's a war going on. This is, this is also important too.
3: Yeah. Um, also should be acknowledged and we will probably return to this subject at some point, but there was all the anti-trans legislation that was passed uh, last. Yeah. The the don't
0: say gay stuff in Florida. Yep. Yep. Um, And the stuff in Texas. Partially,
3: uh, I'll full on admit, I, I have been so focused on war coverage right now that I have not read a lot about it. Um, I am aware that it's bad. I am aware that while the national focus is on war, It appears that the Republicans are trying to continue to win more local and state victories uh, for culture war um, oppression of minorities. Um, And I think that that should be on everybody's radar, uh, even if you're sucked into the Ukraine thing, like I think all four of us have been. Um, So worthy to acknowledge you should research it. We will probably talk about it maybe next week or something, because it is it's pretty damn bad. Um, Things are bad right now. Uh, I, I don't have a any other way to put it. Uh mm. it's it's a crazy year already. It has been a lot of shit. Um pray. Uh, pray. contact your Congress people. Um yes. and be ready to protest if protests need to happen. Yeah. Over any of these issues, frankly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Try and, yeah, make sure to uh well let's hope it doesn't get to that, but keep keep bolstering uh Relief services for Ukraine. Contact your reps, your senators. Get pressure them into making statements saying that they will um, accept Ukrainian refugees. Uh, I know that the White House said that they're getting ready to do that, so that's encouraging. And yes, you can. You know, we can all say that. Yeah, it's double standards, but at least it's encouraging that they are doing that. Um, Yep. Man, I just don't know where this is gonna end up, boys. I I don't, I don't know, like when this, where we're gonna be when this gets, uh, you know, released. Just pray for yeah. the Ukrainian people. Pray for the conscripts. Pray for yeah. the Russian people who obviously don't want this. Mm-hmm. And just just pray for peace. That's all we can do.
3: Pray for peace. Uh, no war, but class war.
2: <laughs> no war, but class war. <laughs> yeah, uh, baby. And
1: and uh, I. Solidarity with the with all working peoples of the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Yep. The it don't do not fall into the into this this fucking brainworm that is campism and nation state uh, bullshit. We are not in the cold in 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 the cold war. We're not get that shit out of your brain.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is a new world. You know, I one of my favorite slogans from world war two world war one anti-war activism was uh was um rich man's war poor man's blood and you know that's what's going on right now that you know this is a war um you know if nato chooses to escalate it it will be at the expense of uh poor americans and poor europeans and russia has chosen to uh invade at the expense of poor uh russians yeah It's it's we have I you have more in common with a Russian uh, 20 year old who got conscripted or a Ukrainian 20 year old who's locked up in his apartment shooting a gun out of his fucking you know window than you'd have with anybody who is is declaring these wars. Anybody who is uh, who who authorized the invasion, anyone who wants to see a war, you, you have more in common with them. Pray for them. Have solidarity with them. And pray that justice happens, whatever that looks like. Solidarity. Solidarity.
2: Solidarity. All right.
3: Should we wrap
1: it up?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Probably. Please.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to quickly mention that you, uh, that there's a, a podcast by some Ukrainian leftist called, uh, yeah. what was it? Ukraine Without the Hype?
3: Yeah. You're Ukraine Without Hype. It was, you said they were anarchists, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also there is anarchists uh that I think in Belarus there's anarchists that are trying to mobilize something in support uh uh with with Ukraine so there there there's stuff happening yeah um but yeah no they you they're uh they're Ukrainian uh, anarchists who have uh, they did an emergency episode recently about, well, that they're based in Kiev oh and God. that, well, shit, the war's is happening now that they the last yeah. couple episodes have been the building up to the war. So I, there it's English speaking. Um, if you want to, I, I really suggest everyone to hear from, from Ukrainians and Ukrainian left specifically. And I, mm. I think that uh, honestly uh, it's, it is, it's really best to to hear from them. So if you listen Mm. to this episode, I highly suggest that you go to Ukraine without the hype or Ukraine without hype. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is extremely worth worth following, um, to get their word in, uh, also listen to, uh, another podcast called it, uh, it Could Happen Here, where one of the co-hosts mm. talks with Robert Evans and his cadre about their situation. It's outdated by now because the war didn't happen yet, um, yeah. but he does give a good rundown of the Ukrainian situation there. So I think that it's it's important to hear all of that.
3: All right, let's yeah. sign out.
2: Yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right, I'm um, Finch. You can follow me at War. I will be closely following this situation until March 2nd. The beginning of Lent, in which I will be taking a hiatus.
3: Uh, I'm Josiah Sutton. You can follow me at JosiahWSutton on Twitter.com. I have a sub stack that I haven't updated recently because um, of all this. I don't know how to talk about it. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I'll also be taking Lent off as well. Um, I'll just be back on Sundays for Feast Day uh, to quickly update. But um, yeah, but still follow me if you want.
1: Uh, I'm a Jackal. Uh, I will not be leaving Twitter for Lent. So you can, you can rest assured <laughs> you can be rest assured that I am going to, uh, I am going to be posting through Lent. So if you're like me and you're not leaving and you need some company, come give me a follow because we're going to get through this together, baby. Uh, at, uh, you can follow me at Jekyll Jester. Um, where I'll be following this. Uh, my last post was kind of just amusement at the Russian military and the fact that, uh, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: hey, everybody. I'm Phil, and I'm sick.
2: Oh, man, he's really... I've been quiet the whole episode. He's really sick. Yeah, <laughs> he's really my sick. Voice.
0: Uh, I'm Phil, and I'm sick, and you can follow me uh, at sickboy. No. On no. sickboy.com. That's that's, 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 that's
1: not a, that is not where you are. Sick boy. That's you can follow him at Crypto Director on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Phil. Oh, you can Phil. when he is better you can per you can send him DMs asking him to apologize for the Italian people's transgressions.
3: Yeah, yeah. for that fucking yeah. yeah.
1: I apologize, you personally responsible, Phil. I was gonna shit talk you, but then you had to be sick. God damn it.
0: I mean, God. it's it's understandable, you know, that we're basically evil. That's I true. That. There's nothing you can do about it. That's true.
1: You have to end the recording. Solidarity. Solidarity.
0: Solidarity. Solidarity. Straight to hell Straight to hell There is no perpetrator for war criminals They go straight to hell Condemn the aggression